Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is DuckTales. DuckTales was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America in September of 1989, not until January of 89 in Japan. Wow, okay, we got it first. Indeed, and those poor, poor souls in Europe and beyond, they had to wait till December of 1990. Cruel. Very cruel indeed. Now, DuckTales was released by Capcom, and this was also developed by them in-house. It was their first Disney game developed in-house, where they had previously released Mickey's Mousecapade, mm. developed by Hudson Soft. Or, I guess at that time, it was just Hudson. Oh, right, right. Now, this game was mainly done by the Mega Man personnel, all the all-stars from the Capcom team that had worked on many of the Mega Man games through the years. Well, it, it comes through, I think, in uh, several ways. Yeah, they shared the same producer, uh, same super designer, Mr. Kaije Inafune, and uh, sound programmer, Yoshishiro Sakaguchi. Okay. And it shows. Their fingerprints are all over this fine game. Well, Nick, how would you describe the gameplay of this classic Nintendo game? Well, um, in a big surprise, it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Um, I put action platformer just to, you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very, uh, you know, it has some real similarities to Mega Man, obviously, uh, but uh, you don't shoot anything, so it's a much different uh, beast, you know. You're, it's mainly jumping like Mario almost, you know. Yeah, you are Scrooge McDuck uh, of the Clan McDuck. Now, maybe, I don't, I don't know what Clan he's from. <laughs> but he is uh, the uncle of the famous Donald Duck and uh, Huey, Dewey, Louie, all those characters. Mm-hmm. This game is based off of the children's television show DuckTales. It was a big, uh, this for me was the start of the real, like the Disney afternoon when Disney got big again, you know. Indeed, I just my next note is part of the Disney afternoon. And you're right, this was the first one that really got me hooked into that afternoon of shows. Like, uh, I think Gummy Bears came first, but that was more of a Saturday morning thing, as I remember it. Uh, It was always on at weird times. Now, all of the characters from DuckTales uh, are actually found originally in the comics, and they were all created by Carl Banks. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, cool stuff that goes on in those comics, like movie ideas, weird things. that It's worth checking out. Definitely. Now, as Scrooge McDuck, you have his signature cane, and you use that cane as your primary weapon. Uh, you can use it to surprisingly pogo. Yeah, and it, it squishes down a little and you bounce around, so as long as you hold down B. And the down button on your first thrust down. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really fun and strange mechanic, but it's really the core of this game. Yeah, and you can also uh, do the kind of golf swing where if you walk up next to certain objects that will let you uh, kind of swat them up at a 45-degree angle. You know, he does a little, like, tee up and shakes his butt and... Yeah, like uh, boulders, but there's also items that he does the same thing to, and they just slide along the bottom, such as crates or other things of that nature. Yeah, those like canister things. You mean the E-tank? Yeah, yeah, precisely. It is. <laughs> my son pointed that one out. He was 
What? Right. Ready tank? Yeah, I didn't think about it. There's ready tanks. So yeah, he can use it as a golf club or to pogo, and he can use it to break chests, rocks. Uh, when he's pogoing, he can survive spikes and thorns. And you can kill enemies by jumping on them and bouncing off them. So. Now, that is his main way of killing enemies, is using his pogoing as an attack. If you land on top of pretty much every enemy with that pogo, you will yeah. kill them. I think, what, the Venus flytrap, the flowers are the only ones that get you? I think you're right. There are a few enemies that can be killed with uh, projectiles from the golf maneuver or hitting them with part of their own body, chain, or whatnot. Mm, yeah. You have hit points in this game. You start with three hit points. Yeah, and you can get up to a max of five, right? Yeah. Now, with most enemies, you lose one hit point per hit mm -hmm. on normal. Uh, there are three modes in this game, easy, normal, and hard. And on easy, you get two hits before you lose one of your hit points. Okay. I, I did mess with it on easy, so because I'm too bad. Yes, you are. Uh, but on hard, it's still the same number of hits. Uh, you just have less healing items and less mm. money around. I also didn't mess around with hard because I'm not that bad. You also get three lives when you begin, and you can find more lives throughout all of the levels. Lots of them. I, f I feel like there's at least two in almost every level. Like... If you look in the right spots, yes, because this game is littered with hidden areas and little secret zones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, each stage gives you 500 seconds to clear a level. And how much? They, they count as money at the end. Is it like $10 a second or something? Or... Oh, do they? I, yeah, didn't, I didn't even notice that. As it winds, it's never nearly as much as you get from diamonds and other things. So. Right. I mean, that is a full eight and a, eight minutes and 20 seconds to beat each level, which is plenty of time unless you forget to pause it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I did that once. And then <laughs> when you get close, I think at 30 seconds, you get an annoying beep telling you you're almost out of time. Really? I, I, never, I never even uh, got down that far. Uh, I did, and it started happening in a boss fight. So oh, no. It was really to the wire. <laughs> now, in addition to time, uh, the really only other thing that you have to deal with in your heads-up display is your money. Yeah, that's the big goal is to get a lot of money. Uh, yeah, you are Uncle Scrooge, and Uncle Scrooge is about nothing more than that dollar. You need all the gold pieces you can bring back to your giant vault because you need some swimming change. That's right. Now, you get this money in the form of gems and treasures, uh, small gems, big gems, red gems. The red are the most valuable. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, small ones are the least valuable. Yeah, the the small ones are worth $2,000. Uh, the large ones are 10000 and the red diamonds are worth fifty grand. And the reason you want to get this money is uh, a couple-fold. One, to get the best ending of the game. Mm -hmm. And two, because you can use it to buy trips back to Duckburg. Yeah, oh, from uh, Launchpad? From Launchpad. And then there's another factor that I didn't know about until playing it this time uh -huh. and doing a little research, and that's if you pause the game and you hit select, you mm -hmm. can spend $3 million to refill your hit points. Which is a steep price. Uh, I never used it, but... Apparently, if you have less than $3 million, it will just use all of the money you have. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't... Because uh, there's actually a secret third ending... If you have zero dollars yes. at the end, but I, everyone I always said that you had to have a multiple of three million where they were like, don't get anything because you get a million dollars at the end of every uh, level. So they're like, you'll have five million, find a hidden treasure for another million, and then you can use it twice. But if it just consumes all your money anyways, I guess it doesn't matter. But Exactly. I figured that's probably the best way to get that crappy ending if you're really after it for some <laughs> reason. Now, also scattered throughout the levels, you will find uh, 
coins with an M on them, those coins uh, give you the power of invincibility. Yeah, magic coin, invulnerability. Is that the M? Does that stand for magic? I, I guess that's what it's listed as in the, in the book. So That makes a little sense there. Uh, also throughout the levels, to refill those hit points, you'll find ice cream cones mm-hmm. and cakes. Yeah, and uh, the ice cream cone will give you one hit point back, and the cake fills you all the way up. And apparently those were originally burgers instead of ice cream cones because that's all the Japanese think that Americans <laughs> eat. I guess Disney stepped in and said, let's make that something a little more DuckTales friendly. Let's go ice cream cone. Man, I like burgers better, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Uh, well, I remember uh, renting it and just beating it that weekend. Uh, it was it's pretty easy, but uh, I liked it a lot and always, you know, held it in high regard. You know, it's one of those games that if there's nothing new and you're like, I, it's a solid pick. So That is the same spot it held for me. This was a rental, and I did beat it that first weekend, but I enjoyed it so much that I, I know I rented it at least once or twice more. Possibly, you know, when something else was not in that I wanted, it's a safe one to go to. You know you're going to have a great time with it. And I was always sure there was more to find than what I had found. More recently, though, Nick, how much have you been playing this game? Um, I beat this game on my second try. Um, Out of I, how many how many times did we play total, though? Oh, uh, probably three times. Uh, okay. Right, I'm right there with you. It was three for me as well. The last time I was just kind of poking around again, trying to find more stuff. But it Sounds just the same here. I think the one way we differed was the first time I played it, I did play on easy. Um, I just wanted to get a feel of the game again mm-hmm. to see if I remembered where I was supposed to go. And I kind of wish I had started on normal because it all came right back to me. Everything from where the secrets were, what their paths were, even into the final moon level, the the order in which to get the things. Yeah, I remember the levels in a weird way where I would try to go what I thought were the side paths to get more money and stuff, and I would end up just taking the shortcut to the boss most of the time. And, I, you know, it really kind of illustrated to me how lazy I was when I memorized these paths because they're always the, the shortest, easiest way. Yeah, and then the second time I played it on normal, and I went through and I did beat it that way. I did not get the best ending. I got the average ending. Same here. And then on my third playthrough, I went through it again, trying to discover the hidden treasures mm-hmm. and uh, the secret uh, the secret zone. We'll call it that, and we'll get more into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, was there a uh, manual online for this game of DuckTales? You bet there was. Uh, it's a not a very good manual. Um, <laughs> it's short. It's only 23 pages, uh, black and white. And, uh, oh, black and white? Oh, yeah. We're back after the, the Cadillac of uh, ActRaiser's instruction book. We're in a, I don't know, Pinto? What's a tiny small car nowadays? <laughs> I don't know, but I really feel like Disney would have sprung for that color. Well, you do get color on the outside, on the cover, but inside it's all black and white, and four of those pages are hints, scores, and memos at the end. So it's... Mm, place bleh. for you to... To put those hints in <laughs> and i mean they they have a brief paragraph for the story which is literally just that scrooge wants the five treasures and is going to get them and you know runs through items and stuff uh i did make a note that uh, they have some pretty um unamazing artwork for the items you know it just shows you like oh this is a key blah 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 but the picture of the one-up scrooge doll looks disgusting it looks like it was uh, made of wax and partially melted uh <laughs> 
Which is a shame because the sprite for the one-up Scrooge doll is really good. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it does have some decent artwork where it's just, you know, pretty standard black and white photo or pictures of uh, all the characters, just like in the cartoon. But why wouldn't you just use one of those for the Scrooge doll instead of this little goblin creature? Yeah, I don't know. It's quite frightening, but... uh, Good list of enemy names? (laughs) No, there are no enemy names or bosses. Oh, man. Yeah, it kind of sucks. The only thing, they they do tell you the name of all the uh, treasures you're going after, so... The least important part Yeah, I'll I'll sprinkle those in as we go, but... Mm, I cannot wait to hear. And uh, the only other real kind of cool thing was that um, this is the only book I've ever seen where it says it has the name of the guy who made it. This instruction manual is by Kevin Sullivan, and... It's just down in the corner of one of the pages, kind of randomly, with a game counselor phone number ad. So Awesome. Well, hey, <laughs> Kevin, if you're out there, if you turn out to be a cartridge commando, drop us a line. We'd love to hear how long it took you to get this uh, instruction manual put together. Yeah, give us the download, man. Well, if you don't have anything else in that instruction manual, I think it's time we got into some general chat. Well, Nick, I'm going to go on record here and say that this may be the very first truly great licensed game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's up there. Uh, it's it's really faithful to DuckTales. Like, everything looks just like it. Uh... Yeah, for a licensed game, the characters are all from the show. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the characters you know and love from the show. And like you said, it is the first time that all of the li- likenesses really match the artwork from the property. Yeah, and the and just the premise of the game, like it sounds just like a, an episode or maybe a five-parter, if you will, of Ducktales. Like it's not, you know, this is something that you would see him going on adventures, getting treasures. That's what it was all about. And when characters do talk, they use their voice from the show. I mean, not the literal sound voice, but they talk with the accent or the characteristics that you would come to expect from Scrooge McDuck or Launchpad McQuack. Yeah, like Launchpad calls you Mister McD. Uh, it's a nice touch. And as a kid, those were the things that I really latched onto. To me, that was like, oh, they're paying attention. Whereas, like, the Ninja Turtles game, you know, <laughs> that was made, I think, before the show even was finished. So, of course, they didn't have a lot of that to pull from. That's a but, weird... I don't know where a lot of that stuff came from. But so many other licensed games, like the Batman game or whatever, they just did not have as faithful uh, reverence to the source material as this game does. Well, a lot of those uh, licensed games would sound just, it seemed like they already had this game made, and then they're like, hey, make it Batman, or, you know, slap these sprites on top, and we'll just call it this, but not, uh, DuckTales is up there, man, it's faithful. Yeah, from the ground up, this game is 100% DuckTales, Uh, down to the fact that, you know, like we said, we have all these characters that appear in the game from the show, uh, like Launchpad, Uh and you'll find him in levels, and he will offer you a ride back to Duckburg for... How much? Some some large amount of money. I'm not sure. I, I never did it because I think it was thirty thousand. It's you only do it so you can go back and collect more money on the your reef through. You only, can only do it once per level as well. Yeah, and if you have a seven in the one hundred the, or the ten thousand the digit. ten thousands digits, so that'd be like a hundred and seventy thousand. Yes. Then you ask for a ride home, and you'll get a special mini stage. Yeah, a little cloud area kind yeah, of thing. Because. Another great character from that show, mm-hmm. Gyro Gearloose. Yeah, he's in there. He, the inventor of the Gizmo Duck suit. Yeah, yeah. Among other things, he's flying a gyrocopter and he's throwing gems out behind him for you to catch. And, uh, so I never got, I never took advantage of this uh, thing. I did. It's actually kind of hard. If you fall behind, 
the level's over. I did not see the end of this level. Oh, okay. How much money did you get? Is it a lot or? I, you, I think you could get a lot. I embarrassingly got not a lot. I got maybe five or six gems before I, okay. I realized that, oh, I should have made that big jump, but I didn't. And this is all cloud, so I'm not going anywhere. Right, right. Now, in addition to those great characters, you get to see uh, Mrs. Beakley. Always always a nice appearance because she just throws all kinds of food out for you to he- completely heal yourself. Yeah, more food than you could ever eat, usually. Mm-hmm. And then you also uh, find the kids, all the nephews and your niece, Webigail, yeah. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And they mostly are just hints or little, yeah. you know, they tell you little things, which are usually not too bad. But a couple of those hints are really useful. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in the Transylvania stage, yep, without yep. that, you may not be beating this level. Yeah, because, well, yeah, we'll talk about it in that stage, I suppose. And uh, we did briefly mention that there are three endings in this game. And to get the three endings, you either need to have $0 for the crappy ending, mm-hmm. uh, whatever amount of dollars you want for the normal ending. And then I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's just a dollar amount for the final and best ending. And what did you think? That, what did you say that was? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's $10 million. Yeah, I think you're right, $10 million. And it doesn't matter which treasures you have, as long as you have that full amount. Right. Well, I mean, the treasures are worth a million dollars a piece, so... That's where half your money would come from, you know. Well, well is if it you get the million? hidden ones, yeah, who knows? Maybe more. Well, Nick, I think it's time to take this game level by level. Let's do it. Now, I would like to start out by saying that as a child, I did this game from top to bottom, starting mm-hmm. in the Amazon and going down the list. I'm pretty sure I did the same because that's where I started this time and... Uh, just kind of assumed that was the best way to go. But you can choose the levels in any order you'd like. And if you're smart, you don't go in that order. In fact, you go first to the Himalayas. That's where I went first. Because you can get an extra hit point. Yep. Then you go to Transylvania, Mm -hmm. you get your second extra hit point. The reason I choose them in that order is because I hate the boss of Transylvania. But we'll get to that in a moment. Do you want to go old school or new school? Oh, uh, either way, man. Any way you want it. Let's go new school. Everyone, start out in the Himalayas. Now, this will put you at a little bit of a disadvantage at first. It will be a little rough because you can't pogo as freely as you normally would. Yeah, if you land with your pogo jump out, you'll just stick in the snow and you're just kind of stuck there for a second. Yeah, you can pogo off of creatures and enemies just as you normally would. That's how you get around. But there are some really fun, uh, cute enemies in here. you got some nice little bunnies that I feel a little bad about killing. I don't. They're bastards, man. I hate them. Really? I don't. I don't mind them at all. Always jump out at me. I, I'm. It's the goats. The goats are what I hate. Yeah, yeah, they're the real. The mountain goats. They they're a pain in the butt. If you don't have the high ground when you go to attack them, I'm getting hit every time. Yeah, with the mountain goats, I ran up against this uh, a problem. I would frequently try to hit them on their way up from a jump. Like it, it messed with me the same way the bees do in the Amazon level. Oh. I, I would really try to land on them as they're heading towards me and I would always end up just getting hit and uh, I really had it was hard to stop that habit I can see that now we're not going to break these levels down for you as turn left go up go right find this here because that wouldn't be fun for anyone and they're I mean while they are pretty large and there's a lot of stuff to check out they're not really they're not very maze like it's pretty easy to find your way around like and finding need... all of the hidden areas, all the secrets in these levels, to me, that's what really makes this game so much fun. Sure, sure. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the money is just hidden diamonds that appear when you're jumping around. So you'd find those anyways. Exactly. 
But I will point out that in this level, what you want to do to begin with is move all the way to the far right of the board. Mm -hmm. There will be a, a little um, indentation that is a secret hole. And if you fall through that, go all the way down, mm -hmm. go all the way down as far as you can, and then you travel to the far left of the board, mm -hmm. then you will find Bubba Duck. Yeah, the little caveman duck who's frozen in a block of ice. And you save him, he will gift you your first extra hit point. Yeah, he bashes down part of the wall and reveals a hidden chest with a little star sparkle thing. Yeah, that's that's the hit point. It's not listed in the instruction manual, so I don't know what you know what you call it, but <laughs> it works, so get it. Once you have it, now you can explore the level and find your way through all the fun and creepy enemies of the Arctic level. <laughs> this is, uh, you'll encounter some spiders for the first time, and the spiders in this game are... They're kind of annoying, but if you're patient, they always give you time to jump through after they've they've rescinded to the ceiling. Yeah, and they're not bad because they don't shoot webs at you like in other games, Castlevania 2. No, but they do have a kind of a creepy face on them. Uh, I agree about that. I don't like their face one bit. But then how do you feel about the hockey guys? Ah, oh, they're a joke, man. I just always just bounce past them. Well, they will hit those little ice blocks at you, right? See, I love the hockey guys, not... Not because of them as an enemy. I just thought the sprites are great. And I love the fact that they will, you know, slap shot a block of ice that's already on the, the board at you. But if you get there first, you can slap shot it through them and hit them. It's a cool way to, like, it lends itself the to the mechanics, the way that it feels, makes the world feel kind of real because it's like other things are using these blocks too. I like that. Right. And, um, of course, since this is the Arctic Zone... And you're in the Himalayas, not the Arctic. I know, man, I'm really switching those terms <laughs> up a lot. But since you are in the Himalayas, there is ice in a lot of these parts of this level. But it's not horrible. The sliding on this ice is not going to make you cuss. Yeah, and I think you get some stalactites that fall. Your standard falling Icicle. icicles. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. This was a level where the first time I actually restarted it, the first time I played it, because I was trying to explore stuff and go out of the way. And then found myself at the boss. Like, I, there's a super shortcut kind of to get to him. Yes, there is. I thought it was a mini boss too. It was so easy. And then the, you know, the treasure popped out. I was like, well, oh. before you get there, the one thing I would like to bring up is that there is a platform part right before the boss where you have to jump on a platform and it starts moving really fast. Yeah, up up in the sky. And it will scare the crap out of you mm -hmm. because you think you have lost it and you are screwed. But you don't have to go very far at all. No, in fact. <laughs> Even once you've made that first jump off of it, you don't need it anymore. Yeah, I wish I would have known that because I died several times. Actually, the first round when I got there, I was like, oh, man, there must be something really cool over here. And then it's only a screen long. Uh, I was really disappointed in myself. So keep your cool. Make it through that part. And like Nick said, you will find the boss of this level, the Yeti. That's what I called him, too, because not in the book. Now, this Yeti um, is kind of like a dog. It's a little goofy-esque. Since everything is in that Disney world, I do like how they have to personify things in a weird way. <laughs> but it is uh, it is maybe the easiest boss, maybe the second easiest. I, he is very easy. Just uh, He reminds me of a Mega Man boss, too, because you're in this big square room, and he kind of jumps similar to a yeah. lot of those guys. And he'll jump around, punch the wall, some snow falls down, avalanche -y. And You have tons of room to avoid the snowballs falling from the ceiling. Yeah, and it only takes five... Five hits with the pogo jump to kill him, so... Yeah, he always returns to the center of the room. So, I mean, you know where he's coming back to. Easy, done. Mm -hmm. And you've gotten your first treasure. Yeah, the crown of Genghis Khan. 
the I don't did he even wh- wow I, I don't even think Genghis Khan would have a crown but hey well and I, I don't know why it would be in the Himalayas I don't think the, the mountainy area was that even ah, whatever well, but you get it it's yep. worth like a million dollars tally up all that money and you see you know your score what you made for this level it gets transferred back into the big bank at uh, whatever your headquarters are. You're sitting there in front of a big screen. Big money vault. Yeah, you have a computer. It's, it's a cool little <laughs> uh, scene. Yeah, and it's got some good music there too, you know, but you get to choose your next level. And like I said, next up should be Transylvania. And Transylvania is nice and creepy. It's a good uh, little, it's like a mix between maybe a Castlevania level and Mega Man. That's where I felt. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. You know, you got um, skeleton ducks. They, Mummy they, ducks. Yeah, and they like they're collapsed skeletons that you know stumble up and then kind of dry bones. This mm-hmm. and the mummies are really cool because they have a ball and chain on them, oddly, and that's like their tether. They cannot move too far past that one way or the other. But if you run up to that ball, you can slap shot it or you know golf hit it right into them. It's very satisfying. Oh yeah, and they spin around and then you know it's like they unwound their bandages because then you just see this kind of duck carcass that falls down. Indeed, uh, and a lot of times they'll give you a um ice cream cone Mm, very nice you uh find ghosts also in this level and they're the ones that really suck i would always uh try to there are certain areas where you can avoid most of the ghosts if you have one following you from the right and behind you or or, you know maybe from the left depending which way you're going and they won't other ones won't spawn while that one's on the screen i tried to milk lead it on yeah so once you get into this level and make it past uh webigail she's gonna say Someone got kidnapped, captured, whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to just book it onto the right through all of the giant coffins. Once you've made it to the very end of that, there will be a secret area where you will go through the wall on top of one of the coffins. Yeah. And then in that next area is a treasure chest, and there is your second extra hit point. It's very important, as well as you will need uh, to get the skeleton key in this level for to get into the African mines. Well, I think uh, but you can't even get it until you've been to the mines first. Really? Okay, yeah. I, I. In fact, I know you can't. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, okay. You get that extra hit point, and it's really important because having two extra hit points is a big game changer in a lot of these levels, especially the moon level, and especially for the boss of this level. But before you get to that boss, you do have to uh, contend with a couple other crazy things, like uh, the minecarts. Yeah, there's some brief minecarts that um, I actually avoided entirely. I forgot they were in this uh, level. Well, because this level is the most maze-like of all of them. Yeah, you have uh, like five or six of these teleporting mirrors that are kind of one-way travel, and uh, they'll warp you all around, and it can make this level seem a lot more difficult and large than it really is. But it's it's really not. I mean, once you realize where the looping is, it's it's very, very small. Now... You do need to listen to your kidnapped nephew once you find him, and he will tell you that there is a hidden passage in this castle. Yeah, which one of which you would use to get the, you know, go get your extra HP, which, you know, it's just straight to the right from when he t- where he tells you that. So. Indeed, but the one you really have to get is uh, underneath a mirror in uh, one of the areas, and you go through there and you'll find two more mirrors. That's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to find the end of the level, the boss. And you want to take that second mirror. Yeah, Save the, yourself some trouble. Yeah, the first one will just make you backtrack. Now, you take that second mirror, and you're going to find yourself in uh, what I like to call Ghost Alley. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of them. This is where I was able to just, there would just be one following me from mm-hmm. the right, and I just ran past everything else. That's a good way to go, because otherwise, you're going to get hit at least once, and you need every bit of health you can get here for this boss. And not unlike Mega Man... 
when you get to the boss, you come into a new room, a door shuts behind you, mm-hmm. and this time, you're fighting a lady. Yeah, magic of dispel. That's right. And the best part is, is that I think neither you nor I had to look that one up. No, I knew that. I, I remember Magicka. And like I said, I found her to be the most difficult boss in the game. See, I didn't really have a problem with her. Uh... The problem I have is that you cannot hit her more than once mm-hmm. uh, per cycle of attacks, you know, her animations. What will happen is she will stand there, shoot three lightning bolts out, mm-hmm. your standard three different angles. Three point spread. Then she turns into a vulture. Yeah. Flies back and forth and lands again. And sometimes she flies at varying heights, so if she's at her maximum height, you can't pogo on her during that, but in the other ones, you can. Oh, you can. I see. I could only pogo on her, I thought, at the very lowest height that she was going back and forth. Maybe. I'm I'm not 100% on that one, but... So the only time you can reliably hit her is when she lands, mm-hmm. and then you hit her, you have to bounce past her so you don't get hit by any of those lightning bolts. Sure, sure. Um, I just found that it took so long, and if I didn't have the five hits... You know, mm-hmm. I could lose my rhythm and get hit a couple times during that battle. I wouldn't say she's hard, just that she was the hardest. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, she's all right. I would try to land, like, if you're lucky, right when she lands, you land right in front of her and bounce up. And then, you know, you can just kind of see which way she's facing and try to arc yourself in over. It, it's a little tough, but... Or just, if you're just patient whenever she lands and just... Stay on the other side of the screen, dodge the lightning bolts, and then wait for her to do another low vulture. But it's just a patience thing. Yeah, this will be the longest boss fight of the game, which isn't saying much because it's maybe a minute. (laughs) Yeah, it's not much. But you win, and you get the coin of the Lost Realm. Oh, man, that's what that coin is. Whatever whatever that means. (laughs) Well, it means that, uh, personally, now I'm going to the first level most people go to, the Amazon. Yeah, this was my first uh, playthrough attempt. I This is where I started because that's what I remembered, and I actually had a lot of trouble. I, I think this is the hardest level. Really? Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say to that. It's the bees, man. The bees kill me. I, I They're okay. my most hated enemy. So there are a lot of enemies in this level, and you know, for most people that are getting introduced to a lot of the mechanics, you'll find uh, gorillas, mm-hmm. great sprites. Yeah, uh, they look good. Snakes that are very reminiscent of... Um, What's the snake from the from uh, the Ka? jungle book? Is it Ka? Ka? Yeah, very reminiscent of that. That. Oh snake. yeah. You get those flowers you mentioned that if you land on them, they will bite you and hold you for a moment. They're kind of Venus flytrappy, but red. And then there is, of course, as my notes say, oh the bees. I hate the bees so much. The bees in this game have such an annoying flight pattern. They're kind of a yeah, small sine wave. It's like a Ish. slow Medusa, but just slow enough to really mess you up. Wait, and you, you have to, you can't just like let them fly by you like a Medusa because they're not moving fast enough. So no. they, they will hang around if you're trying to, even if you're just trying to skip past them, they're a real pain in the butt. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, I'm going to take one or two B hits in this level for sure. And um, except for after you get that first invincibility coin. Now, mm, one thing yeah. that kind of bothers me about this game is it's one of those games that gives you invincibility coins or the invincibility power-up when there's really not a lot to use it on. No, I mean, you can run over the spikes kind of in this level that are right after. But But in this level and many others, they also like to give it to you right before you see some chests you want to go open up. Yeah, yeah. That take up the time that you would be invincible. Yep. So yeah, like you said, you can run across those with it uh, instead of going up the vines and getting your secret area. 
But you can also pogo across those thorns, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. And there's a cool thing, like, uh, slightly before the coin, you'll find a vine going down to a kind of split path. And I really like that you can find this, like, hidden room just to the left. You you knock one of the E-tanks over and yeah, jump yeah. up, and you bounce a top on, like, kind of like when you're going to the warp zones in Mario World mm-hmm. 1, 2, if you will. But? But there's actually a second one after oh, that. Oh, no, I love it. That's... My, my son's mind was blown when I showed him that there was a secret room in a secret room. Yeah, I I, I, I forgot about it, and then I was like, man, I'm just going to check just in case. And I was really proud of myself for being a, a brave explorer. You should be. There are so many fun little areas in this game that do uh, surprise you like that. Now, another thing that may surprise you uh, is seeing uh, Launchpad McQuack in his helicopter. Yeah, I really don't like him in this section. And by surprise, I mean infuriate. Yes, because there is no way to get on or off that helicopter that is, you know, graceful. And almost every time, I relied, every single time, I'm getting hit by a bee when I'm either on it or getting off of it. Yeah, I, there's a bee that spawns like right behind you, right before you get to the, the stupid helicopter thing. And he flies in such an erratic pattern. Like, I'm like, if I could just bounce off you, you would make this way easier. Yeah, and to add insult to injury, the gap he's flying you across is literally like five inches longer than a normal gap you could jump. Yeah, you, it's, I also died trying to just skip him once because I was like, I'm not messing with this idiot, and it didn't work out well. It's kind of frustrating, to say the least. And then he's like uh, in his standard, I'll take you back to Duckburg spot, like two screens over, which to me was always really awkward. <laughs> I'm like, what, what did you just do with that helicopter? Why are you hanging out here? And so, okay, I noticed in this level, anyways, once you get to launch pad, that's about the spawn point where you die and come yeah. back. Is and I it think always that's in every level, okay. launch pad is your checkpoint. So in a lot of these places, you can be playing for a long time or get really far into that level. If you've never seen him or you somehow passed him up, too bad. You You're can't st- avoid him, yeah. You will start again at the very beginning of the level. Which really breaks your heart sometimes. Pretty much every time. So one other thing I'd like to note is there is a statue towards the end of this level that mm. asks you to pay $30,000. I have 300000 300000 I knew there was a three. Uh, to I'm guessing to move so you can get up the ladder easier. He makes a little platform up here that you can bounce up to the vine. All right. Well, you shouldn't do that. No. Because uh, an, an enemy we forgot to mention, um, a little problematic these days. Yeah, slightly racist native guards. The native guard, which is, you know... Um, if Goofy was a racist stereotype from uh, Mesoamerica. Yeah, some kind of Incan. Yeah, and uh, you just lure one of them into the room, and you can bounce off them and get to that vine that you needed to before. Yeah, save yourself uh, 300 grand. And there's also a vine you can take a couple screens before this that lets you skip past the level. It's like a shortcut and drops you right in the boss's level. Oh, really? Yeah, it's over by... It's like right after Launchpad, I think, or huh. maybe before. I'm not. I'm not 100% on I it. I mean, that's why this game's awesome. There are there are secrets to find for days and days. Mm-hmm. You make it past that statue guy, though, and you will find the boss of this level. Another statue. Another statue. In fact, a smaller statue. Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, what jumps and stomps around. It does your classic. Um, when I hit the ground, I hit it so hard. That it shakes everything, mm-hmm. and now your X is not working. And in this case, it's your pogo jump. So you just have to be in the air when he lands. It's pretty easy to time. Like, yeah, uh, you know, for me, I didn't even bother with that because he doesn't like stun you when you're on the ground. Oh yeah, you can just yeah. you just stand there, let him land, and then you jump and hit him. 
Yeah, it's he's really easy. Uh, maybe the easiest. Uh, you know, I'm going to save that for one more just because I of think, the quickness I think at which right. we, we, we barrel through him. You get the scepter of the Incan king when you defeat the, I'm presuming, Incan statue? Uh, hmm, I, I guess so. It is, like all the other treasures, worth a million bucks. You add that to your personal bank, and then you move on to the next level. The African mines. The African mines. Very specifically in Africa, for no reason. Yeah, I mean, Africa's not that big. Where else could... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're going for, like, diamond mines, but the kids playing this game would have no clue that Africa is where we got our diamonds from. Yeah, I didn't. I... But, you know, this is an um, interesting level. You start out with some very derpy-looking slugs. Mm, yes. And then you uh, get to a door, and as you said, you cannot pass until you have a key. The the key of the mines. Yeah, but it's the yeah the skeleton key that's in Transylvania. So it automatically starts you now in Transylvania. So I think I went to the African mines before Transylvania because I thought this was where the other hit point was for some reason. Okay. So I went there, and it will automatically warp you to Transylvania, but normally you can't go back to a place that you've beaten. Right. So if you have beaten it, it will. that's why it just warps you immediately, right? Yes. And then... Where to find this hidden key? Well, this could actually be a big pain in your butt because it's almost at the very beginning of the level. Uh, as you started the level, you passed a mirror on a platform above you that before did nothing. You could jump up there, you could run around it. And I know this is true because the first time I played this level uh, as Transylvania, mm-hmm. I jumped there thinking this was part of the level. I was like, okay, you got to get to this. That'll teleport me somewhere. And right. it didn't. That's how I knew when I came back to this level. All right, that's the, the thing. You go through this mirror. The very first mirror you see will teleport you straight to a giant treasure chest. It has the key in it. Rock and, and roll. And there you go. There's another mirror in the room. It takes you straight back to the mines. Now, it's also interesting that if you get the key already before you go to Transylvania, then this mirror takes you to another point in the map, which is like down in the basement. Normally, if you go like all the way to the right and go down... The big treasure room? Yeah, and there's like a... There was a bunch of spikes down there in the cave and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it'll it'll warp you down to the the left side of that, and you have to battle your way up it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, you're back in the mines, and you can get through that door that was locked before. So now you're not just fighting those derpy looking uh, slugs, which yeah. I still like. They're very cute. Yeah, yeah. They remind me of the uh, slugs in uh, the Dragon Warrior series that you fight big slugs, I believe. I see. I, I can see that. You'll also fight maybe my second least favorite enemy of the game, the bats. Mm-hmm. Now, these aren't bats that swoop down and go back into the sky. No, this is a weird bat that flies across and then passes out on you. Yeah, or there's like falls on you. It's a strange choice. <laughs> and then when it hits the ground, it's like, you know, it's got the classic uh, cartoon stars going around its head. And it's tough because they're usually in these like caverns or these, you know, passages where you only have a few blocks of height between you and it. Like you don't yeah. really have a lot of time to dodge below it. And you can't get above it usually. So right. my main tactic is just to run like hell. Try to, yeah, try to get right by them. They're not worth it. So one thing we didn't mention is that when you go through a level, there are treasure chests to find. And if you open that treasure chest, it will now be gone if you play through that level again on a second or third life. Mm-hmm. So it might behoove you to, if you have full health and you know that that chest has an ice cream cone in it or some other healing item, to leave it alone. That's true. Yeah, if you already know beforehand. Now, the same thing goes for um, the magic coins that will sometimes appear. Mm -hmm. And what I tried to do was avoid them when I was going down the hallway one way if I knew they would be more advantageous to me on the way back. 
Sure. And there was a couple of these places with those bats that I felt like, oh man, I, I just want to be safe and have that 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 power up. Yeah, and that's a good tactic because they do frequently, as you mentioned earlier, uh, they like to put the the coins in some weird areas where it's not immediately useful. You you want to grab it right away, but it's never the best thing to do. Now, one other thing uh, to note, especially in the mines, is that there are ways to get gems out of many things. And the coal carts or coal containers in these mines are no exception. So you want to hit every single one of those. And they just pop out a treasure on the top. That's it. Kind of like we didn't mention the knight statues in Transylvania are the same way. Where you hit them and their head turns into a treasure chest. Or sometimes it falls off and hurts you. Oh, yeah. That's true as well. So be careful. Indeed. Now, what did you think of uh, some of these other enemies in this level, like the fish man? I love the fishmen. Uh, they remind me, they're like a ducktail creature from the Black Lagoon kind yeah, of Yeah, I love the way they look. They're a duck fish man, but I will say that at least one of them always gets me. I, um, well, you only really deal with them at two points. Like there's to get the hidden know, treasure on the I right. Know. So They just jump out so much faster than I ever imagined. When you go, uh, it's pretty much straight right at the beginning, right? You'll Indeed. see Mrs. Beakley and then you can, uh, you know, get some ice cream and whatnot. And then there's a big open pit. Secret treasure on the other side. Yes, one of the two hidden treasures that are worth as much as a you know the treasures the five you're looking for. So yeah, you always want to get it, and it, this one's pretty easy. You just bounce off the the heads of the uh, fishmen, the fishmen, fish ducks. Get over there, grab your chest, go back. But the real tricky part is later in the level when you get down into the depths of the mine, right? Where the water actually is. So what I found was that in many games you want to jump out a little bit to draw the fishmen or whatever the water creature is up into the air to jump. This one you don't. You can pull them out just by staying on every platform and creeping forward. Okay, I um, there is a way to skip them all. There's a you can jump above the screen right before and that's chunk where the water is and bounce over the top and it's like you drop down right where launch pad is mm-hmm. and speaking of duck man i wish you could see this kind of duck face i'm angrily giving because <laughs> i realize i could have missed this part that vexes me every time but really i mean you don't even have to go this whole long route at the bottom it takes you to what the seesaw thing you know that shoots you over well, yeah and what do you think that is do you think that that part so you find a, an area and uh webigail's like hey use the seesaw you jump on it and it just launches you like Across many, 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 many screens. Yeah, it's like a almost like in Sonic at some points, hitting a bumper and you just like go flying. And it doesn't make any sense to why it's there. Like there is, it's never in any other part of the game. No, and I feel like this was an area that there was like a jumping spot that was just way too hard or something wasn't working <laughs> right. And this was their way of just saying like, we can't cut that part of the level. But we can just get rid of the enemies and stick this thing in there that'll launch you to the end of it. Yeah, maybe. Unless you come across from... You can't make it across from the other side going backwards, can you? No. I, I don't know. It doesn't even... It's like more of a catapult. Yeah, I mean, you have no control. You just... You touch it and then it launches you to the other side of the entire area. It scared me the first time, but... And be careful. There is an enemy right under you at the bottom, so... Oh, yeah. You're going to want to pogo as soon as you stop flying uh, horizontally. But, yeah, you get past that, and there's a little bit more minecart action in this one. Unless you go, uh, like I did, there's another path that I ended up, you know, where you go over the canyon via the catapult, and then you head up the, yeah. there, there's a rope going up, but you can come down. Like, you can go all the way up past, you know, you're right next to the, the boss room, right. but it, you can come at it from above as well in some weird way that I took that it avoids all the water and the whole thing on the bottom with the catapult and So the you mines. never did the minecart? Uh, I it's think... a shame, though, because the minecart waiting for you has Huey, Dewey, and Louie in it. 
Yeah, yeah. You jump in it with them. You do your little thing. And then you jump out and you let it fall. And they are gone. I'm like, are you just letting them die? <laughs> like, it always bothered me as a child. They're ducks. They can fly, right? Uh, you know, I guess maybe. I don't, I don't think that's canon. Though. But, you know, you uh, you get through all of that. And there's one other part I'd like to mention where you will find one of those uh, red E-tanks you can hit across the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's right in front of a Beasley brother. You really it's just begging for you to hit it into him. You do that, and then there's a chest, and you're like, I'll hit it into that chest. Boom, I'll get this. Yeah. If you do, it will launch an ice cream cone into the middle of a bunch of blocks that you will never be able to get. Oh, really? It is very sad. And every time I did it, I needed that ice cream. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So don't hit the red E-tank into any chests. Just hit the chest on your own, guys. Yeah, it shoots it up like four or five blocks instead of the normal one. It's real weird. Strange. I didn't run into it. No, but uh, you get through all that stuff. Maybe you took Nick's path and you didn't even deal with any of these things. Well, you're also not getting a lot of money either, so. That's true, but you will You find yourself at the big boss of this level. Uh, I just called it King Slime. King Slug, yeah. Slug. Is this guy, I, he looks familiar to me. Like, was he ever in an, an episode you or know, something living I underground? I think he was in an episode of the show. I feel like... Uh, I feel like he could have been. You know, that's something for you cartridge commandos to let us know. Ducktail number one fan, give us a ring. That's an order. So, what do you think of this boss? Uh, I think this is the hardest boss. What? I got hurt a lot more, like because it's like I bounce off him, and if you don't know, if you have to like lure him to roll in a different direction. My notes say lamest of all. Well, he is pretty lame, but but I was gonna say this is the easiest boss of the game. I I mean it's not hard. Uh, it just took no, a little while, and it, and it only takes like <laughs> five seconds to beat him. Because what happens is he starts in the middle, he gives you the stare down, and then he mm-hmm. rolls up into a ball. Then that ball will either go left or right, and it will hug the walls and the sides, the ceiling of the cavern, all the way back around to his original starting point, where he is now standing again in his magnificent slug form. Yes, but I, I don't. I really don't understand how this was difficult for you because literally all I did was keep pogoing he lands i land on him and then i pogo away right uh, well he did hit me like twice but he only takes five hits so the yeah, average I mean, just came out to me winning and it was literally i mean he moves so quickly around the ring that this boss fight takes 20 seconds 25 at tops my, my only problems were after you hit him you don't know you which don't, way he's gonna yeah go. so i would if, if i would just try and guess and i would always guess wrong so i got hit a couple times but well, if you keep pogoing and you pogo far away for me, that I usually had enough time to make it over him with my next jump, or like lure him that way. Yeah, I just as I would always play as if he was coming to me. I was like, okay, I'm 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 bearing down for it. Sure, sure. Yeah, and uh, he's not a hard boss, but none of yeah. these are really. No, not at all. It's really the levels that are the challenge, not the boss. Mm-hmm. But uh, you defeat him, and what do you get? Uh, the giant diamond of the inner earth. All right, cool. So there you go, and you file that one way in your giant vault. Yes, sir. And then you find yourself in the last of the levels, the moon. The moon. Now, I, I, I'm i going to say something here that apparently you disagree with. <laughs> that this level could have some of the best music ever on the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm I, Well, I do think the music is very good. Uh, I just hadn't heard it in a while, and it's always held in very high esteem. So I, I was kind of underwhelmed when I came in, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's good, but it just it doesn't doesn't quite do it for me. Well, since this was always my last level, I mean, I can remember getting here and that music just pumping me up like, this is it. We're here. We got to go. And something about it is just, I don't know. I, I really do love this song. It's like a full song. Um, I'm not, well, you know what? I'm just going to play a tiny bit of it right now. 
Yeah, this part, not too rocking out. I, I can't blame you. But once that kicks in, man... Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad song. Uh... I mean, this is the music I want to play when I return from victory to my town and family. As I come in, the crowds, <laughs> they greet me. Sunset. I'm waving. The feast is ready for you. You guys were missing out because Eric was pantomiming everything that <laughs> I you said. So. I really was. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we'll uh, stick that in at the end for you guys uh, that really do love that song as much as me. Um, but, you know, you, you've got that song kicking this level off, and this level is a big change. It's the most uh, advanced level of the game. There's really complex sprites on, on a lot of the enemies. You get um, a, some all new ones, really. You get some sort of robot duck. Robo ducks, I guess. Uh, That's what I call them, robo they're, they're pretty cool. They punch you. They have yeah. a little robot. And a jetpack, so they fly around. Do you ever get the weird where they get trapped under the spikes and do yeah. their, like, turbo hyper punch where they're just swinging away and slowly moving forward so slowly like you i found i would run back to you know despawn them because i it was so annoying i am really jealous that you thought of that because i just waited every time (laughs) yeah um there's also a a bunch of aliens there's little tiny uh tentacly aliens that can fly space squids something and then like your bigger classic like goofy looking fat aliens it was like pink guys. The space squids always reminded me of these enemies in Super Demon Attack, which is a real old, weird... I played it on a Texas Instruments computer, but they had the same kind of squiggly tentacle, so I huh. wondered if that was ever, uh, you know, an, an homage, maybe. Well, I feel like this was uh, in a Fune's time to shine, where he really showed off that, you know, even when he wasn't doing the exact characters from the game, he could play in that same world and make some amazing sprites that fit right in. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the other thing about this level that's a little different is that it's it's like a three-parter. Yeah. You, you have goals you have to achieve before you can go to other parts of the level. Yeah, you start on the surface of the moon, and you're moving along to the right, and you can see the uh, you're coming up. There's a UFO above you that you can climb up a rope into or continue going to the right where you find a wall blocking your progress. And was that Huey tells you you need to get remote control to get Gizmo Duck to break the wall. Oh, I just remembered, so I went straight for the beginning. Uh, the first thing you need before you can get that remote, though, is a key. I only went there because I thought I was sneaking around. I was like, I'm not going in yet. I'm going to go find some secret thing uh-huh. along the bottom, and then uh, it was not. Well, you uh, make your way up and uh, to the top left center area. That's where that key's at. You mm-hmm. find it. Rock and roll. I found the key on accident before I even found the door to use it on. Excellent, excellent. Then uh, then you go for the remote. It's in a similar spot on the opposite side. You know, you got to go all the way back down, all the way back up, but mm. it's, it's not too rough. Uh, but once you get that remote, yeah, like you said, you're ready to summon Gizmo Duck. And as a kid, I could not be more pumped. Exactly, Gizmo. I wish he had his own game. Like, I was, he was my favorite. Where Yeah, know. I know. And uh, you get down there, you summon him in, and he looks really good, except for the coloring. Right. Well, although we should say right after the remote control area is near where you can get the second hidden treasure. That's that is true. Yes. It's like a square golden plate or something. And you get that and it's an extra million bucks. And now you can go summon Gizmo Duck. He comes out and then shoots the door, which not not very Gizmo Duck. Yeah, I thought he would be. I, I was really looking for him to punching it or something. But yeah, but I was just happy to see him, you know, me too. 
But yeah, then your what a subterranean moon, little short jaunt to the left. Yeah. Now before you get to that that uh, door, though, I would like to say that the jumping part before that is one of the more annoying parts of this game. Which um, right before the wall, or maybe right after the wall, it is. Uh, there are squids in the way. There's a platform that moves really fast, and you really just have to be on your on your stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It just you know don't get discouraged. Now you you can do it, and especially because you're like right before, which I'm I'm sure now. I, even though I've said this like three times already, this is the easiest boss. Is the the moon rat? Maybe one thing I find funny is that before you get to this boss, there's a long tunnel full of uh, beagle boys. Oh yeah, yeah, beagle boys are on the moon. But it really feels like I thought you were building up to like a big beagle boy boss. Sure, sure, because they're they're actually like real enemies from the cartoon, kind of. Yeah, you know, and they like... they actually have a boss. That, that leads them, no. but he is not at the end of this. No. Instead, it is a moon rat. Yeah, weird. Kind of has a mohawkish thing. And then, you know what really pissed me off? When I play this game on normal, right, mm-hmm. and it starts out, the very first thing he did is run right into me. Oh, really? And there was no way for me to escape that hit because there's a little ledge above you. Yeah, there's two ledges, one on each side of the, the room. That... So that was a hit I took for no reason. Yeah, that yeah, I can see that sucks, man, but that was the only hit I took though. Yeah, once you you just get out on those ledges and he just runs around and stops in the middle of the room where well, you jump on him. Sometimes after you hit him, he will get angry and then uh, you know, his hair will stick out. He'll mm. jump, he'll get a little crazy. He will jump onto one of those higher ledges, but very infrequently and uh, very predictably as well. Yeah, he's really slow and you can take him out like all the bosses, five hits. That's right. You're and done. Then you get the green cheese of longevity. Not, not of the moon? No. Uh, it's longevity. Or longevity. Am I pronouncing that right? Let us know at <laughs> cart command. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's probably one of the saddest of the uh, treasures in the game. But hey, you is got it. it. Tre- is, is it a treasure? Because if it's moon cheese, right, you would think the whole moon's made of it. Yeah, but like, think how expensive moon rocks are. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So moon cheese, there go, would be as expensive. I think you're right. Anyways, you bring that back to, you know, Duckburg. Headquarters. You, you've got all your treasures. You've beaten the game. Or have you? Because all your treasures disappear. They all fly away from you. Yes. They were all stolen by the most obvious of villains. Who of could course, that be? It's Dracula Duck? Yep, Dracula Duck. Out of nowhere. It's so hard not to call him Duckula as well. <laughs> I agree. And I don't remember a Dracula duck being in this game at all. I didn't either. I thought it was just, I was like, I'm going to go. Because you, you have to go back to Transylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pretty much take the same path to the boss. Was he even a character in the show? I don't think so. I don't remember him. So I was very surprised. I thought I'd fight maybe just Magicka to Spell again. A harder or version. Or Flintheart Glumgold. Yeah. Uh, you but, know, your main villain in the show. Yeah, the, the series antagonist. But no, uh, you're automatically starting again in Transylvania. But don't fret because the boss is in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, do what you did before. Move along, take that one mirror, climb your way up, and sooner or later, you'll be back at the boss room that you fought Magicka Dispel in. But this time, you've got a new foe, Dracula Duck. Dracula Duck, and he's he's not too bad. He, he might be the toughest one because he flies around similar to Magicka, yeah. and he, he shoots these bats out that it's like some of them are easy to jump on his head, some of them are not because you have a, a small window yeah. to hit him before he'll hit you. Yeah, and when he throws those bats out, they come at a weird angle off the screen, and then they home in on you based on you know where you were at 
yeah, at some of. weird point from after they respond. So if you're pogoing the whole time, they will come in at an angle that's never useful to jump off of. Correct. I always tried to be on the ground as he appeared, so they would come down at me, and then I could try to bounce up. Yeah, I would just run at the bat, try to jump and pogo off of it onto him. But there was a point at which I kind of lost my rhythm a bit, Mm -hmm. and I just got stuck in this loop where it's like I couldn't get any damage on him, but I wasn't getting hit by him. So like, <laughs> there was like a minute lost in there. I was like, oh my God, like what's happening? Why am I not pogoing right? Help me please. But you know what? I persevered. I did it. I uh, like to think I chipped off the end of that cane and stabbed it right through the heart of that Dracula duck. I wish that they would have shown that because... <laughs> that would have been, awesome. been way cooler than the flashing away enemy end of defeating him. Yeah, maybe he can teach Simon Belmont a thing or two about how to get rid of vampires once and for all. Indeed. And uh, then... When you think you have beaten it all, when you think you've defeated the most foul duck of the night, one more duck appears. An even fouler one. That's right. The man I was mentioning before, Flintheart Glomgold, you yeah. know, your Scottish rival. Yeah, and uh, he's here. Magicka to spell his back in vulture form. He's holding on to her. She's uh, flying him around, and he says something like, man, you've got to race me for the treasure. Yeah, you got to climb up a rope while man, they fly. Man, you are in for the race of your life. Oh, I hope you, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. It's it's a real, real tough race. Yeah, if you think this is a Escape Planet Metroid situation, I hate to disappoint you. Yeah, you, what, two screens high? Maybe. And Not- you, you move blatantly flash, faster than them. Like- yeah, all you have to do is jump onto a rope and press up and... Not stop pressing yeah, up. Yeah, if you can hold down a button for two to four seconds, you can do this. And you will. I do think you may have to jump off of it at the top yeah. onto the treasure spot. Mm-hmm. So there's a small, you know, uh, window for error there. But you do. And ta-da. You have won back your treasure and mm-hmm. beaten this game. You've done it. Yes, you have done it. And uh, Scrooge there is jumping up and down for joy. Over his riches, for me, it was a chest of, of coins. That's what I had as well. Um, apparently, you can have uh, nothing or a giant pile of, of gold yeah, or something. Yeah, if you do, the main difference is the, you know, if you are if you get the bad ending, I watched it, I didn't get it, but mm-hmm. it's like him kind of sobbing. Oh, uh, okay. And then the newspaper is slightly different. So, where... well, here's what happens is he does that jump, but I'd like to mention that his sprite then very awkwardly moves across the screen <laughs> and up <laughs> like, into the spot. I know. That his picture is now in at the newspaper. But it doesn't like go straight there. It's like it goes along the ground and then up in a weird, yeah, weird I, choice. I thought it was like, is he running and jumping, celebrating? I don't know. Like he can fly now? Yeah. And then boom, you are looking at the cover of the Duck Press. Duck Press. Yeah. And it's got his picture there. It proclaims that you have found the five legendary treasures. It gives you the total of uh, money you've earned. And then there's a nice little congratulations there in the the bottom and then you're treated to a cute little scene between scrooge mcduck and his nephews yeah where they're like don't forget we helped too and he's like i really am the richest duck in the world the end which makes me mad because it's like yeah you really are the richest duck in the world like saying that it's not like you're like well i lost my money but i'm still rich because i love you guys it's like no you already have it yeah, I don't think he actually loves them either so i, I kind of did like that for me it was him <laughs> saying like i am the richest duck yeah, screw Wank you. off, kids. Little turds. But um, you get the theme song one last mm-hmm. time here. Yep. The end and hard reset. No way out of it. Yep, yep. But, you know, I got to say, it was a really satisfying ending. Sure, sure. And then uh, if you get the 
uh, quote unquote good ending, the better one, if you have over $10 million, it's, you know, you get a bigger pile of money, but the newspaper says that uh, it's like you stunned the world with two hidden treasures. See, that's what leads me to believe maybe you have to have those hidden treasures to I don't, get the. I would. The I don't know million. how you would get that much money because without them, yeah, I mean, it'd be really tough. I think, uh, but I mean, uh, if you have zero dollars, then you get the bad ending, and there, uh, the newspaper says that you will use the. You lost all your money, but you'll use the five treasures to rebuild your empire. Hmm. Well, Nick, whether you stunned the world with your amazing victory. Or we're saddened by the loss of your treasure. You and I, we find ourselves here at the review portion of our show. Yes, we do. And as all the faithful cartridge commandos know, we use the classic Nintendo Power System across four categories, and each category can have a respective score of 0 to 5. Let's begin with graphics and sound. Well, Nick, I gave this the big five. Wow, really? For graphics and sound? I did. Okay. Uh, you know, what'd you give it? Uh, I give it a 3.5. That's it? Yeah, I mean, I thought that, uh, the graphics are very appropriate and faithful. Like, they're, they look good, you know, And similar. they're great. They're colorful. I mean, everything's really crisp. You know what it is. You know that's an ape. Even though that's an ape through the DuckTales lens. It's true. It's true. They're yeah. They, they look just like the uh, the artwork on the the cartoon, and you know you do have a lot of really good music, but like the bosses, you know, none of the enemies have like almost any frames of animation. Like it doesn't seem as uh, I can see you that. know, and the bosses are all just like I'm a big thing. True, but they are all really cool looking things, and they look like either they're characters from the show or an interpretation of what that character would be like if it was on the show. It's true, it's true. I just, man, it just wasn't that uh, Well, amazed. for me, this is the most faithful I'd ever seen any cartoon uh, adapted to a video game. You know, your character sprite looked like the character in the show. The characters you interacted with looked like the other characters. And uh, personally, the music, I think this is one of the best NES soundtracks out there. Well, it is, uh, you know, Capcom, Mega Man team, are, uh, they're always top-notch musicians, so... Yeah, um, I could sit there and actually did listen to each of the theme world's musics for more than two or three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mainly penalized it because um, the moon music is so sucky, and I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and to top it off, that moon music, it's so good that I made an MP3 of it just to keep on my iPhone. See, I really like the Amazon music. It was my favorite. but It's good. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to say it's, it's bad. What's your favorite music, Cartridge Commandos? It's the moon. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, what did you give this game in the category of play control, Nick? I gave it a three. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there's not a lot to it, so that's a you know that's good. But it just drove me nuts that why do you have to be pressing right or left to do the golf swing? Why can't you just press B and do it if you're just standing still? Like if you're not up against something, you can't even do it. It. it I don't know why that bothers me. but <laughs> I don't know why that bothers you so much to give it such a low score. I gave this a four. Um, I found that the play control was great. The jump is exactly what I want. It's a mm-hmm. nice big jump. You know, The more you press, the more you jump. The pogo mechanic is one of my favorite mechanics in all of classic gaming. In fact, I love it so much that it's the reason I bought Shovel Knight when I first heard about it. Oh, yeah, okay. It is such a good mechanic that they went and took it and ran with it for their entire game. Um, you know, the one reason I didn't give it even higher score is just the fact that sometimes it can be a little awkward to get that first pogo in. You know, yeah. to get the, the button switch around to 
press down, hit the B button, etc. But other than that, I felt like it handled like a dream. You went everywhere you wanted to go. It never asked you to do more than you could. I only felt like um, it does, it handles very much like Mega Man. And some of that is, you know, like on the ropes and chains and stuff, you can get some weirdness there. That is its biggest downside. But I will say he can jump further off of a rope than Mega Man ever could. Yes, that is very fair. Well, then, Nick, I'm very interested in what you thought the challenge factor of this game was. Uh, I gave it a two. And I gave it a four. You said it was that hard? Well, okay, let's put it this way. Are you talking about it on normal, easy, or hard? Well, I'm just talking about on normal, so. So am I. I didn't think it was, you know, super hard, but I did find it very challenging. If you don't know where a lot of these uh, one-ups are or Mm -hmm. extra men, I could see you not making it through this game because there are no continues. That's true, but it does take a little... um... A little exploring, but I mean, there's at least two one-ups, I swear, on every level that you can find. And once you get your life up, which is, isn't is that tough as well, you know, you can get through it. And I wasn't even trying to get all the money, and I got 880. True, early. but I'm thinking of those, not the cartridge commandos, those coming to this franchise fresh that have never played this before. They're not going to even know there are extra hit points. Like you said, it's not even in the book. Well, yeah, that's it just takes a little exploration, but none of the, even without them, the platforming none of it's very demanding i thought so i'll agree with you there but i also give it this uh, challenge rating because it is sometimes very very far before you'll get to a checkpoint and sometimes not at all therefore making you start right at the beginning of the level yeah but again there are shortcuts for almost all the levels to the bosses some you know or if not straight to the boss but close so that you know it, it just pays off the exploration i see where you're coming from but i think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree well, Nick, I, I have a feeling we're going to disagree once more. <laughs> Uh-oh. What did you put down for theme and fun? Um, I gave it a four. That's very respectable. I, uh, I think it's, you know, accurate representation of the cartoon, and it's just it's fun to bounce around and explore and stuff, but it's just, uh, it's just there's just not enough there for me. Like, I wish that there was another level or two, or, you know, maybe the bosses had a little more to get into, maybe. Well, I gave it a five, because... I think every level is spot on. It, it's just a joy to play. I love bouncing around, that pogo action. And I, there's, I just love exploring this game to the beautiful and wonderful music that's playing while I'm doing so. It is, it's, a, it's a blast, uh, I will admit. Uh, I liked it a lot. And I only just wish that they would have done like, you know, I wish there was a boss that you had to golf swing some stuff into. Or I feel like there's some mechanics that were good but never fully developed. But not necessarily making it bad, though. Well, that brings us to our final question. Should you play this game? You should. I agree. There is no reason not to. It's so it's pretty, you know, respectable, fun, short, easy game. I mean, whether you're a fan of DuckTales, the show, or not, this is a fun and great game. This is the beginning of an era of many good Disney games. And some of the uh, only good licensed property adaptations into uh, video games. Yeah, on the NES or Genesis, or Super Nintendo. Now, I would also say that this is a Capcom gem. This fits neatly into the many games they've made, and it's up there at the top of all of them. Sure, they're, um, you know, they had a, a, a name that was synonymous with quality in a lot of ways for a long time, and uh, this is part of the reason why. I implore you guys, whether you've ever heard of this game, you're a fan of the old series, maybe you're excited about that new series, find a way to play this, even the remastered version, It is a blast. 
Next week's game will be Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Grab your cartridge, find some controllers, play this game however you can, Commandos. And remember, folks, if there's anything we missed, stuff we got wrong, or games you want us to play, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Yeah, hit us up about literally anything. We're loving all the mail and letters we're getting from around the world, and we definitely want to do a podcast in the future that is a smaller subject that maybe we could pad with some letters from you guys, so send them in. We also want to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's amazing that so many of you are listening to us around this giant country and around this giant planet. So uh, keep it up. Tell, you know, one, two extra people. You know, one thing we would love to do is to get more of you guys playing along with us and have our little squads out there all over playing these games, discussing it with each other. That's what this is for us. Yeah. Today, the podcast. Tomorrow, the world. But, you know, on a smaller scale, follow us. On Twitter, at Cart Command. Check the page out on Facebook, at Cartridge Command. You know, we say it every week, but it's true. Every dollar you give us on Patreon makes this show happen, and it, it makes our our smile grow ten times this day. Yeah, yeah, smiles, man. Smiles for miles. You're listening to the podcast, so I'm guessing you're either subscribed already. If you haven't, do so. Subscribe to the feed on, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcasting app you're using. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, Game Game on! on!